Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everyone! Before we get started, I just want to let you know that your input can directly make our shows better. One of the biggest ways to support your favorite shows here is by rating and commenting on iTunes. All of our shows are available in Apple Podcast form on iTunes, and all you have to do is search for AfterBuzz and your favorite show title. Once you're there, leave the show a rating and a comment on why you like the show or any comments you have for the hosts. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to continue to bring you the best shows we possibly can. Hey, everybody, in this episode of the GH Report, we've got stink bombs, we've got pregnancies, we got naval court marshals. A lot of hijinks happening on this episode of Port Charles, or this episode of the GH Report, or a lot of other stuff. I bet you the first take was better, but we'll do this one. Let's do it. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now. Let the buzz begin! Hey, everybody! The music sounds so nice, even when you hear it twice. That Welcome is my song! <laughs> to the GH Report, right here on After Buzz TV. Of course, we're going to be breaking down the latest happenings in Port Charles with you, our lovely and devoted audience. We couldn't do it without you. I'm one of your hosts, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. <laughs> and I am Carla Renata. You can find me across all social media platforms at The Curvy Critic. And, of course, folks, you can like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and feel free to hop in the chat. We're going to have the chat up here on the screen, so we'd love to hear your thoughts about anything that happened this week in Port Charles or just any general GH thoughts that you you may have that may be crossing your mind and you feel like now is the time that you need to share it. So uh, a lot of uh, a lot of wacky things. I yes. All right. I feel like we just got to start jump in. We got yeah. Just go for it. That was just driving <laughs> me bonkers. Uh, let's just talk about Nell and Michael. Okay. I'm so glad you started with that because I am so done with her. I'm like, how many lies can that doll tell before he's like, you know what? I'm done. And each each time she lies, he's like, okay, I'm done. And then she comes back. Oh, Michael, with them little puppy dog eyes, and then he falls for it. I'm like, why Why did it take Maxie and Lulu to call her out yet again for him to go, okay, you know what? I am officially done. And then what does she do? Oh, I'm, I get what about our? What about our baby? What about our baby? And I have to say, I thought she was lying until they went to the hospital and got the test, and then they confirmed that she really was pregnant with, with Dr. Kim. And when she saw Carly and said, congratulations, Grandma, I thought I was going to, I laughed out loud at the TV set. Because I know Carly wanted to slap the taste out of her mouth. I know she did. Because I sure did. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and I don't think we mentioned this last week, too. There was the, uh, the scene where, uh, where, where Nell has the, part, the, 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 the present for Michael, or for um, Jocelyn. Jocelyn. <laughs> and it said she fakes the signature of that musician to give to Jocelyn. I'm like. We needed to see the sign, like her pulling out the marker by the elevator. Like, no, way to go, Nell. You're a classy lady. I saw, saw her putting cap, put she put the cap back on it. I was like, wow, that's uh, like that's that's low. Can yeah. we kiss somebody? Say, oh my god, can we kill child? 
I am right there with you on that one. She needs to go. And I'm and I'm and I agree with the chat room. Why can't Michael have a nice girl? Why he gotta have Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs crazy nail? Well, he's had a nice girl and we find it boring. Like when he had Sabrina, that was Snoo City. I liked him and Sabrina though. Oh man. I did. I liked him and Sabrina. I never bought that relationship. I like I I liked it because he was kind of saving her and it was like that Prince Charming kind of thing. I like that I like that pairing. But Sabrina was all hung up on Patrick and then you know and there was and then that other guy came in who was all bad who she grew up with. It was just way too many things going on. <laughs> so, all right, Nell's pregnant. Many things to think about. For one, is it a legit pregnancy or did Nell like go to? A fertility clinic, or do something like that. Did she get a sample or some out from Michael and do it that way? She might have got something from Valentine because you know she she tried to trick Valentine at some point too. So I'm like, I don't you knowing that child, no, who knows where she got it from? She could, she could have got it from a homeless person for all we know. But all but what we do know is that she is yet again stooping to yet another low to keep Michael in her life. I don't know what her Jones is. About Michael, I don't know why she's so obsessed with him. Do you think it's uh, it's just Michael by himself, or it's Michael and the money that he brings with him? I think it's the whole Corinthos thing going on. Because remember, when she first came on the scene, she was all obsessed with Carly and bringing Carly down, and then she couldn't bring Carly down, so now she set her eyes on another Corinthos. Now she's going after Carly's son, Michael, and I'm just like, you know what? Enough already. I need for them to like just kill her off. I need I need for a good old fashioned mob hit to happen with her baby and no baby. I just need for her to be gone. Uh, there you go, Armelin <laughs> fan. OMG, Frank, your theories have me even more mad. Uh, I'm sorry, Armelin. That's what I'm here to do. I'm here to make you angry with with my theories. That's what I do. That's what I do. I like to bring a little anger to your Sunday evenings. <laughs> Because uh, do you feel like she's uh, doing it because she wants uh, she's vindictive towards Michael, or she's just so infatuated with Michael and and so fatal attraction with Michael that she will do anything to make sure that he is with her? I just think she's twisted. Something something happened to her. I don't know if it was that whole situation which brought her to Port Charles in the first place that twisted and warped her her sense of um, morality. But she's twisted. Like she really she needs to be up in the Looney Farm with Heather. She can't stop lying. And, and Olivia, no. she needs to be. She needs to be where they are, and they all need to have like a nice little poker game together. Because seriously, I can't. They need. They need to just get rid of her. Just get rid of her. She drives me crazy. And and this is the thing. She she looks like one of those. If you've ever seen like one of those really big budget Hollywood thrillers, the crazy cuckoo for Cocoa Puff murderer always looks very well put together, face beat, hair done. She kind of looks, she reminds me a lot of Re- Rebecca de Mornay. Yeah, I can understand like that. Like from the hand, hand that rocked the cradle, yeah. right? She's giving me that. And I'm like, I need for you to be gone. Man, all right. Matt McCoy had the worst throat beard in that movie. Like that beard went so far down his neck. It was always, <laughs> that always that always disturbed me in that movie. I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't with you. But, oh, somebody's talking about, we'll get to Brit in a minute. But I feel like, I, like even like Ava, somebody who, if you put her up get, uh, back against the wall, she will lie, 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 lie to get out of anything. Yeah, but, but she does it better than now. Yeah, but Ava, you actually, you there's actually something about the way the actress that plays Ava makes you feel empathy for her. 
the actress that's playing now is doing a really good job because I feel nothing for her. I'm like dead inside. I'm like Morales in a chorus line. I felt nothing. Like I need for her to go away. I just I'm not having it. It's just like as we talked about before when it got revealed. Like she was after Carly for what was essentially a lie told to her, and ever since then it was just like I've never really like this character. Like you cut the legs out of this character. So. I, I, I I can't. So let's 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 uh, jump over to Brit real quick. Yes, um, Brit coming back. I kind of love Brit, and I love the fact that Brit, and she's another one that when she lies, she's like when they asked her, "What do you know?" and she was like, "I know nothing." Right? Your fa- you've been running around the world with your father. He just left how many three hours ago, and you don't know nothing. But then she did make a good point when yeah. she when she said she asked um, uh, Sunny. You know, would you tell your daughter everything that you're doing, especially when you, you know, planning something on savory? Would you tell your daughter? Well, no, my father wouldn't tell me either. But I think that was just her trying to throw the scent off a little bit, don't you think? Well, I mean, because I think it's one thing. Like if you're, if you're staying in one place, like Sonny is with his family. I mean, yeah. there's, you know, they're going to school, they're having their life. You know, Sonny's doing his thing. But if you're traveling with somebody, that means you're constantly on the on the go with somebody. Man, I feel like it's harder to just not know exactly what that. Even if you don't know specifics. You can kind of make some some inferences, and I think something's up because her and her mother came back. Like I would think, I would think there was nothing up if it was just her, but her and her mother have popped back in town, and her mother sitting down eat with her <laughs> with her legs crossed, having a cocktail at the bar. Like you know, ain't no big thing. Like nothing's happened. I don't, I don't understand. Well, all right, so we have uh, we have the bridge back because <laughs> we're looking for Cesar Faison mm. and uh, Spinelli, of course. Leads him, uh, Jason and Sonny, right to her, mm. and he's he's fled. Mm. So, but Britt does at least tell him that he Faison was as surprised to see Jason alive as, as everybody that's else. That's a lie. You and I both know that's a lie. You think that's a lie? Oh yeah, that's a lie. But no, but, so you don't buy what she was saying about no. like the traitor. Mm-mm. The traitor did something else and kind of double crossed because she is. If I have learned anything from watching that doll on GH, she is notorious. She's like her mother. They are so cunningly smart that they will throw you off the scent in a heartbeat, and then it kind of boomerangs back around. I, you know, I'm gonna. I have to. I'm gonna disagree. I'm okay. gonna feel like you can. That, we that, can yeah. agree to disagree because yeah, I'm telling you. I feel like you. the traitor's a real person. I feel like it could be Jerry Jacks, somebody mm-hmm. else. I feel like that could be that person. Mm-mm. Because I also feel like, are we going to get Faison back on the show? The traitor might be her mother. That she might be talking about herself. I don't know. I mean, if she was talking about herself, that'd be a, a really cool twist. If she was talking <laughs> about the traitor, but she's really talking about herself, I'm like, I need for that to happen. <laughs> well, I'm going to throw out my that that it's got to be Jerry Jacks. I don't know anybody else on the canvas that you could pull back, unless you're going to create a new character. But then that would kind of not be as fun to bring up some character you've never heard of before. Like I had this vendetta against Jason Morgan. Yeah, I feel like it's got to be somebody. It's got to be somebody that has something invested in in wanting to destroy Jason or Drew or but, whatever. Uh, so, all right, we'll, we'll tie into the uh, Jason and Drew thing with this as well because one of the points of it is like uh, Drew finds himself possibly being court-martialed, so he gets uh, he gets detained in a police cell. It just happens to be across right from Andre Maddox, and the question that they ask, and I guess feel like everybody is asking, is. Why Why replace me with Jason's memories but put me right back in Port Charles? What was to be gained by that? Yeah. If you want to eliminate Jason, which I think is a valid point, if you want to get rid of him, then you give Jason Drew's memories, and then he's just, he's never going to bother anybody again in Port Charles. I think if this was something that was masterminded by Faison 
in conjunction with Helena Cassadine before she before she met her untimely death, it would be to have because neither one of them liked Jason. So it would be, in my opinion, it would be to um, uh, institute Jason living hell on earth. To have somebody else take his life because his life, this would be the second time in his life during, during his character's life that his life has been taken away from him. First, the, the, the car accident took him away as Jason Quartermain and then he came, he created this whole persona of Jason Morgan and then he had yet another accident where he gets shot. He's gone for however many years and then he comes back only to find out that there's another Jason Morgan. Like I think they I think they're trying to do that to give him hell on earth. And can I just say that when Jason showed when Sam first of all, let's talk about how shady it was that Sam called Jason and was like, I need you, can you come? And he dropped whatever he was doing to help her. He still loves her. So I'm just like, Oh, that just breaks my heart. And then the way they look at each other, I'm like, I'm like, Are y'all gonna get together already or what? I just I can't. Please don't. Please don't. I love okay, so I was online with James La Jr. You saw these this thread, yeah. didn't you? We were online and we were talking about um the different pairings that could possibly happen, right? And so I said that Sam and Jason kind of give me life because I love that little theme music that plays whenever oh, they get together. I hate that song. <laughs> I love that song. So much. It kind of gives me life. But I love that. Bum, but then there's the... There's bum, bum, bum. Whatever. Oh. But then, so then there's the possibility of Liz and Drew. There's the possibility of Liz and Jason. And somebody said... Um, well, Liz almost married Drew and then that didn't happen. Then Liz was getting close to getting to that place with Jason and then something happened with that and that didn't happen. So people want to see Liz hook back up with Jason, which, you know, I'm like, I'm all for going backwards, you know, for the good of, for the good of the storyline, but let's have her hook up with somebody else. And I really am not having the fact that she wants to marry Franco. Like that's doing nothing for me. And I, and I love, I love the guy that, that plays Franco. Um, what's his name? He played Ty Manning on One Life to Live. Yes. Uh, uh, Y'all help me out. I can't remember his name. Um, but anyway, uh, and I, it's right on the tip of my tongue. I love him. I love him as an actor. I will watch him do anything. But he... Roger Howard. Roger Howard. I was like, oh, I know his name. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kelly. Um I love Roger Howarth. I love everything he does. I've seen him do stuff outside of the soap world, and I think he's brilliant. But him, and I've said this before, the only person that I really liked playing Franco was um, James Franco. <laughs> I'm just saying. Because he was just demented enough for you to believe anything demented that he did. When Roger Howarth is doing it, it's kind of like I never really believed it, and I love him. It's not a front to him as an actor. It's just like characterization and flushing out story-wise. I'm like, mm. I don't know how I feel about it. Who would you rather see Drew or Liz end up with? I don't, you know, it's, I feel like the toughest thing with anybody with Jason, and it's to a lesser extent than Sonny and Carly, but it's just like that Jason's in the mob, and that always becomes a sticking point in any relationship, relationship that he's in. Right. At some point, the mob kind of infiltrates that relationship and puts that person in harm's way. And then it's a question of, can I stay with you even though our life could be at risk? And then if you start adding children into the equation, right. I feel like it's really irresponsible for anybody to want it. Like either, well, like Sam now, especially because she's trying, to, she wants to be with Drew, who's left him up for her. But then Liz, is she going to want to be put back with in a life with Jason with three boys, one of them Jasons, but 
where the mob is going to be a, a very real and present element in their life. And I and I would say that that's a real concern for her. But then also another pairing that that because I wrote all the different pairings down. So um, I talked about Jay Z. Okay, so the other pairing is Liz, not Liz, um, Kim, Doctor Kim. Yeah. Dr. Kim, when she's looking at Drew, she's looking at Drew some kind of way, and she revealed that um, that Drew is Oscar's dad. So there's that. And I'm just like, is Dr. Kim going to come and write? Because I get the feeling she's not telling everything she knows either. She's way, she's Trey Shady. I don't know if she's Trey Shady, but she was, I mean, she started at the end of this episode where she does tell him that it Drew's her son, or that Oscar's her son. Mm-hmm. So I feel like she does have more information, but. I mean, understandably, if you meet somebody that all of a sudden you find out, you, you think like, oh my gosh, this is the person that is the father of my child. Oh wait, he has a different face. Oh wait, he doesn't have any memory of any of that time with me. Yeah, Frank, but I think there's, I think her showing, because the, remember they said she was at another hospital, so at Mercy Hospital. So first she comes to town and she's working at Mercy Hospital. Now she's working at General Hospital. Why couldn't she stay at Mercy Hospital? Why? She got to come over to General Hospital. Because I, the name of the hospital the show is General I know, hospital. I know, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I just need, I think that there's more, I think that there is more to her presence on that show than they are letting on, and I think it's shady, and I think it's going to affect a whole bunch of people. I, don't, I I know that there's probably more, but I also feel like she's at mercy when you don't have Tamara Brown cast it yet. And so she can be at mercy and then you can keep her just off off camera and not have to worry about her. But then all of a sudden, you lock in Tamara, you know she's going to be on. Hey, we're going to move her from mercy to general hospital, so now she can be on camera, she can be in the midst of everything. I don't know. But uh, I, I mean, you know, I'm certainly, you don't bring a, an actress like Tamara on and give her nothing. Other no. than like, just like a, a child... You know, a child with a man that doesn't remember any of that with them. Because she says more with one look than she ever says with any any two or three lines of dialogue. She's she's fantabulous. I, she's really brilliant. But remember last week we were talking, and I I think you were talking about how you liked um, Lulu and Max. Were you saying that you like Lulu and Maxie's friendship? How that's rekindled? Yeah, it's good to have it. I'm kind of I'm kind of loving the fact that they're playing with that a little bit more now. I. I, I like it, but then I also, man, I don't know this whole like let's put on hazmat suits and break into the. Uh, that was that was crazy. Mm. <laughs> that was crazy, but but that's so indicative of the type of friendship that Lulu and Maxie have. Like they do crazy stuff, stuff that when you're watching it, you're like, really? Did you really have to go through those, that extreme to, you know, put up a stink? And where did she get a stink bomb from? Like you just happen to have a stink bomb laying around? What is that? When your husband's a cop, man, you have access to that kind of stuff. Uh, <laughs> It's a rollback for one second there. Uh, MGP right there uh, mentioned just a, f- a few uh, comments earlier that okay. Sam always accepted uh, Jason's mob life. And I would say at the time, yes. But I think now you can't see me that, tell me that Sam still accepts that. No, because she she's mo- a mother now. Yeah. I mean, it was different when they didn't have children. Now that she's got the two kids, it's different. You know, it, it, it's like anybody in real life. You do things as a single person that you would never, ever, ever do when you're married because you're, you're prior- married and have children, rather. Your priorities shift and they change. And all of a sudden, it's not about you and what you want and how you feel, but you've got three other people that you got to, to um, look after. you got to look after your husband and your kids. So, you know. So uh, it'd be interesting because I think if you split up Sam and Drew – I don't think Jason and Sam are an endgame either. At this point, where Sam's at right Mm-mm. now, 
she certainly has that love for Jason, mm-hmm. but realistically put them in a long-term relationship, and Sam's going to have all those feelings that she had about, like, I don't feel safe knowing that you're out there, You, I've already lost you once. That's going to really come into play. Yeah, you know, I, I'm t- I tend to agree with you on that, and I also want to add that um, when you are in... When someone is in a, when you're in a relationship with someone that you really really love, um, even though circumstances may um, happen throughout the relationship that may cause you not to be in love with each other, like you can still love someone but not be in love with mm-hmm. them. If you still love them, then they, I think they're always going to have that bond and they're always going to have that that kinship and that that connection. I'm not necessarily sure if that connection is going to continue in a romantic sense, you know? I mean, you can see on Steve Burton's face as Jason, and I love, this is why I loved him as Jason, you can see on his face just the hurt and the angst and the torture it is for him to walk into any room where Sam is and not just want to swoop her up and go off somewhere. Like, you can see it on his face. True. So, you know, I don't know. I it's going to be really interesting to see how that whole thing plays out, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I, and I feel like he understands, like, the Sam that he's looking at now is not... But, but it's also frustrating him, because for her, it, it should be the Sam of, you know, three weeks from the time that he went into the water. But it's really five years from the time right. he went into the water. Right, and she's different. I mean, she if she's changed. Her Like I said, her priorities shifted. She had this other baby with Drew, thinking it was Jason. So now she's got a little toddler running around in addition to, like, a little a little bitty guy. And then she's, you know, he left the mob for her, which at the time she thought it was Jason leaving the mob for her. They started this publishing company with Jason's money, I might add, which isn't Drew's money. <laughs> so there's all that going on. And then, you know, I, I don't know. I just... I would love to see love prevail at the end of the day because I'm a I'm a hopeless romantic, but you know, it's a soap opera, so true. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> well, we leave uh, Drew and Andre's conversation where Drew is saying, "Is there a way for me to get back the original memories of Drew?" And he never answered him. So Which I'm means looking. That there is a way. There is a way. So I'm looking forward to seeing what the answer to that. He's like, "I can't talk about that right now," and he bounces. I'm like, "Y'all had y'all <laughs> right?" I'm like, "Y'all just dumped out of the conversation like that. You just yeah. had to go. I gotta go." Like. Like, what? No, this is the most important answer you could give me right now, and you're going to go. I was hollering at the TV screen. I was like, did you really just do that? Did you really just go, I got to go? And then the guard just miraculously shows up at that time. I'm like, GH, I'm going to need y'all to do better. That's right. Yeah, I feel like, uh, is the guard just like waiting down the hall and listening? Right. It's like, I'm going to come in when it's the most inconvenient for everybody involved. He's just lurking in the background. He's just lurking. And let's talk about the fact that I... They have put Monica on the back burner for so long. With bringing Olivia and Ned back is giving her, and bringing Drew and the whole Drew Jason thing, is giving her a little bit of a sense of purpose, and they're starting to use her more, which I really appreciate. Because she's the OG GH'er. Like, she's one of the last original people left on that show. So it would, it's, it's a shame that her talents and um, her energy as Monica has been wasted thus far. But I love the fact that they they were creating this thing with her and Olivia, and they had a moment where they reconciled. But I don't think that's gonna last long. But I hope baby, it does, did you see that I tree? T- you don't like the all white tree? No. Really? No. What about like an all red tree? I like a tree that looks like a tree that's green. I'm just saying that tree was a hot mess, and those ornaments were as big as my head. I'm like, I'm gonna need you to have. 
a normal size ornament on the tree that's looking like an angel with like a, a, a porcupine angel. That's what it looked like. I'm like, I can't. Oh, Carlin, come on now. Uh, I, I do, can't. I do like what you're saying, though. I, that because I have to admit, the the Monica Olivia thing was getting a little grating because like every time you put them in a scene, it was always Olivia trying something and Monica going no, no, and then the ultimate trump card for that is like this is my house and you can't. You, there's only so many times you can say this. So I was like, I was glad when Olivia was like, okay, what is your problem? If you got something to say to me, say it to my face. I'm like, yeah, that's where the Olivia from Bensonhurst is. Where's she been? Like, really? Yeah. Olivia was Olivia was very kind of like pushing it down. Push. I'm like, it's only a matter of time before she pops off because the way they introduced that character to us and the way she's been throughout her time on that show, she is not one to bite her tongue about anything. So why was she biting her tongue with Monica? I was like, y'all have got to let her pop off like one good time. And they did this week. I was so happy. What I, I liked about that is that, and it really just was great to see the Ned Olivia dynamic in the scenes where Ned is like, hey, we should just try to buy out both Drew and Jason, take away Ooh. all the warriors for this. But uh, Olivia, away. She stay, weighed in. Yeah, weighed in, mm-hmm. and, and not in a very angry, confrontational way, but just like, Ned, I got to disagree with you, and here's why. And I was like, man, that, I love that relationship. Yeah, I love that she did that, too. And I, I also love the fact that Monica Monica stood up for Drew and was like, because um, Ned was like, no, grandfather would have wanted this. She's like, no, boo, let me, let me roll this. Let me roll the scenario back for you and break this down about how Edward really went down, with how it really went down with Edward and what he wanted. And when everybody was like, no, Jason is the bastard child. He shouldn't have this. He shouldn't have that. Edward was like, no, he's a quarter main, boom, end of subject. subject. So if that's the case for Jason, then that's going to be the case for Drew. She said that, and then she just turned her back. I'm like, yes, Monica. Yeah. Monica I, said what she had to say and then just bounced. I, did, I like that, and I also like that Alan got name-checked in there, too. It's because, like, Alan, this is what Alan would want as yep. well. So yep. you can't tell me that he wouldn't want both, uh, both his sons to be recognized. Somebody said, could could we see the return of Crazy Luke? Now, y'all know, uh, <laughs> Anthony Geary. Come on. Anthony Geary is not coming back from Amsterdam. <laughs> that is not going to happen. He's worked hard with that hair. He's worked hard. With he hair. is in Amsterdam living his life. He is not coming back here to brush fires and Trump. That's what's not going to happen. He's not coming back here. <laughs> what I thought was really interesting, though, was that Monica was so open to the idea of uh, Drew and Jason that they're both like, all right, I've got now I've got two sons instead of just one. Yeah, I then, love that too. And I love that, and then yeah. also in the sense where she can still still be intractable with Olivia. Like, no, I'm not going to give up these quarter main traditions. Yeah, like, it's so interesting that a person can be just so have have two sides of them, where you can be open on one side and really closed off on the other. And I think that's because in the quarter main, and some Olivia did say something that was very important. She's like, "There's very few quarter mains left. No, how about there's like two? There's Ned and there's Monica. That's it." Yeah. Tracy's gone. Um uh the the Lila's gone, Edward's gone. Um who else is there? There's a there's a it used to be a bunch of Allen's gone. Like all of the main ones and when I say gone, most of them have passed on. Yeah. The character the people that played the characters have passed on. And good to General Hospital for not recasting those roles and keeping those people's um legacy intact because a lot of them are irreplaceable. Like the woman that played um, Lila Quartermain, she's irreplaceable. Very true, but it you also know? feels like, uh, like, like they they also just decimated a family in terms of AJ bringing him back and then knocking him off again. You've had Emily that they took out the canvas. 
Like other characters, like nah, Sky, they shipped away. Uh, just they, you know. But Sky, it's like Sky was on her way to becoming a town hoe. So you know, <laughs> she was. So it was just like she had she had decimated the quarter main name anyway, and then they didn't give her any money. So what was the point of her staying around? I was like Sky. It was it was like torturous. Like there was no reason for her to stay. Yeah. We, uh, well, we do. Have, uh, yeah, we've got Dylan. Where uh, we do have oh Dylan went to California though. Well, wherever Dylan went, he's well. <laughs> Dylan is on assignment until he's needed back in and for Dil- some appearance y- there. I like and I like when, when Dylan was on the show. I like when they paired him up with Lulu when he was trying to hook up with Lulu. But now not so much. Let's talk about okay. Is it just me or is there like some real chemistry happening between Amy and Nathan? Oh come on, come like on that, now. That like oh. that whole we're best friend. I'm like I don't buy that. Nope. Something is gonna pop off with them. It is. I can feel it. You think? So? Oh no. yes. Something only because only, and this is why I say it only because you know Nathan's like the 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 um the the normal soul punk like he's the soul punk and Amy is not the type of girl that they normally would pair the soul punk with on a soap opera. I've only seen that happen once, and it was on uh, Days of Our Lives. My friend Kevin Spiritus, yes, Kevin Spiritus, and uh, what's her name? Oh, gosh, I can't remember her name. But she was a heavy set woman mm-hmm. with red hair. They paired the two of them together. And that was the only time I'd ever seen someone that looked like Kevin paired with someone that looked like her. So you never, ever see that. And it's, I don't recall ever seeing a pairing like that on General Hospital, ever, ever, ever. So I, w- I want to see that happen just because it's n- you, you're not looking for it. You're not expecting it. And it would just give Maxie a reason to lose her mind. Because we got to give Maxie a reason to lose her mind. Because otherwise she becomes boring. I feel like... If it's uh, look at that, yeah, Patricia Darbo. Patricia Darbo, thank you, Patricia Melvin Darbo. and Daisy. Uh, but I feel like, um, man, for as much as they want to say like that, Amy and like when they just weren't my best friends. Like, I, I have not seen enough of that. All I've seen is Amy constantly needing Nathan to still maintain the man Landers identity. But I've been looking at her face, and whenever she, oh, well, she whenever yeah. she looks at him, she's not looking at him like I need you for man Landers. She's looking at him like like her the look on her face. When um, she walked in the door with the doctor, knowing that the doctor's an OBGYN doctor, and, and that door opens, and Maxie's sitting in there, the look on Amy's face was like, what the hell are you doing here? And she looked heartbroken. And then she had to fix her face to run in the room and go, oh, my God, are you pregnant? To make it look like she was excited. But you and I both know she was not excited about that news. I, would you want to? Would you consider somebody your best friend if they spent the majority of the time criticizing the person that you were with? It depends because sometimes, sometimes when people are your best friend and they criticize the person that you're with, they do it because in their in with their warped sensibility, they think that they're doing you a favor and trying to save you from heartbreak. But what they're really doing is throwing a wedge into the the friendship and the relationship. Because I don't think Nathan's and Nathan and Max are going anywhere anytime soon, and I I just, I do I'm, not see I, Nathan. I'm not trying to have them go nowhere. I'm yeah. just saying for the sake of. <laughs> for the sake of drama and intrigue, it would be interesting to see that. I, I need for Amy to be a little crazy, and I need for there to be, you know, something happening between Amy and Maxie and have Lulu get involved. Oh, child, I can just see it now. It would be fantabulous. I just need Amy to go away for a while. We have to leave the show forever. <laughs> no. But let's just not, let's not be seen for a while. Why? What is it about Amy that ruffles your feathers? Now, that man Landers storyline killed me. It killed me <laughs> on a deep personal level, emotional, spiritual, physical, mental level. I can't. I just can't anymore. 
There's always too much of her in the nurse's ball. There's too much of this man. Oh no! Story. Somebody said recast Carla. Carl, why are you trying to recast me? What's what? up with that? What? what? Ah, yes. That, uh, uh, but uh, Kevin Pham says, but Nathan needs to start defending his wife Maxie over Amy. If he can't do that, then he needs to step aside. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I do like that. It's like Maxie, I can't, I, I can't defend you. I'm gonna have to step aside. I feel violated every day I hear the term him. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you, Kevin. That oh, okay, oh. MGP, because I was like, really, you just go throw me under the bus like that? Phone calls. You want to take? They, they we, want uh, to take phone calls. We, we have the Skype we have 15 up and minutes. Sure. Yeah, call in. We'll talk to y'all. What's the number? You know the number? Steve's going to pull it up. He's going to pull it up on that screen. They're going to pull it up, and then we'll tell y'all. Dollars to Donuts, though. Kelly from uh, PEI is probably going to be the one that first uh, gets through. So She can go help Chet off screen. Oh. Okay, so y'all, the number is 424-253-0749. That's 424-253-0749. Call in and let us know what's happening, and we'll chat. We got about 14 minutes, so you got to do it quick. There you go. Your direct line (laughs) to a good time right here (laughs) on the GH Report. Uh, While we're waiting for a phone call to come, let's just touch briefly on Julian. Julian, man. He's getting on my nerves. Him just, like, lurking around. (laughs) Ned and Olivia. I mean, I, I, I did like the scene where Olivia just tells Ned, like, you know, I'm a coward when it comes to my kids. I just had a real honest moment. Like, she doesn't want her kids to ever hate her. I feel like that's a real moment. Oh, oh, Steve. Thank you, sir. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've got a caller. Welcome to AfterBuzz TV. Uh, wh- what's your name and where are you from? You and a bunch of donuts. Oh, my goodness. It's <laughs> Kelly from PEI. Welcome, Kelly. Hey, Kelly. Hi, Carla. What's up, girl? What you got to say to us about this story this week? Well, first off, I'm praying for everybody in California with all these fires. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I have a friend out in Santa Barbara that she's got evacuated yesterday. Oh, wow. That's a Not drag. Fun at all. That's tough. Yeah, and I hear that Finola is still not in her home yet. Mm. I don't think Kimberly is either. Mm. Yeah, not not the not the funnest time for some people out here. No, the, it's, uh, it's pretty bad. Southern California area, but uh, <laughs> somebody's clowning you in the chat room. They say you must have us on speed dial. <laughs> That's right. There you go. I have a fast thumb. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Jackie, she said Kelly said she got a fast thumb. So there's that. Oh, <laughs> uh, what do you yep. got to say about this week's storylines, Kelly? Uh, good and bad. Okay, What's, hit us. Uh, hit us with the good. That little Jake. I bawled my eyes out the oh, last day and a half. That was terrible, wasn't it? A good scene. Oh, my word. He's a good little Gil- actor, Gilbert. that little boy. Oh, my God. He's a good actor. Hello. All right. And what's the good? Or the bad? No, that is the good. Oh, that, that was the good. the good. I'm sorry. And what's the bad? <laughs> <laughs> my bad. No. <laughs> oh, we no, all agree on that. Yeah. Ooh, honey. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She needs to... Take a one-way trip trip at Port Charles. <laughs> She's rough. She, but it's so interesting because they set her up with potential stuff and they just take it away from her constantly on the show. I was done with her when they had her sleeping with Sonny. Yeah, true. After that, I'm like, yeah, I'm done with you. I'm done. I'm done. I, I knew that was fake from day one. Really? Oh, yeah. I did, and I was actually scared, scared for her. <laughs> Somebody said she's Carly 2.0. She is. <laughs> She is Carly 2.0. Oh, she's the worst. Yeah, but it's... Yeah, and 
That Dr. Kim is about as nosy as Carly. That's because she used to be Carly. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so go away. So there's that. <laughs> yes. I know. Eh? Yes, yeah, I, yeah. But yeah, it's just, it's a hot mess. That whole storyline is a hot mess. Well, we'll see how it plays out. Ugh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Not good. Uh, how are you feeling about Julian on the show? Are you tired of Julian? Do you feel he has no purpose, or do you like having him back? He's my hot Canadian butt. Hello. All right. <laughs> Enough said there, Kelly. All right, Kelly, thank you so much for calling in. Thank, thank you, you for the Kelly. well wishes there. Much like with everybody, we wish everybody that is affected by these California fires, uh, hopefully they are safe and sound. Most definitely. Yes. Thanks for calling in, Kelly. Thank you, Carla. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Uh, Carly can take talk her way out of any trouble. Carly can talk her way out of any trouble. She can't. Oh, somebody said Amy and Michael. Oh, that could be cute. Huh. No, not for, no, no, Amy. What? Okay, wait. Why Why are you not feeling Amy and Michael? I'm just not feeling Amy for a while. Amy just we needs got somebody to else? move it on out. Do we have somebody else? Uh, no. Okay. Yeah. It, uh, okay. Man, it's just like Amy just needs to... Like, let's not see her again until the next nurse's ball. I'm fine with that. I am. Why are you trying to banish her to the nurse's ball? Oh, that's terrible. Uh, which is a shame because, like, the actress is fine. It's just a storyline she's been given. Oh. <laughs> oh. Melvin's laughing. He said, hashtag hot Canadian butt. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, so I know a lot of people in the chat there were saying, like, hey, at least Nell has some potential storylines, but Julian serves no purpose. They They've made Julian... Again, I've said it a zillion times, and I'll say it again. They have made Julian into a punk. Yeah, they have punked him all the way out. Like he's just—he's he, he, like a bad habit. He's like you—you you, okay? You know, um, uh, Pigpen the, in the Peanuts gang. He has that little blanket that has a little black cloud. That yeah. is Julian. Julian is pig. He is the Pigpen of General Hospital. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He it's, just got a little black cloud uh, coming behind him. And he, you know, he doesn't. Uh, man, he does not help himself at all either. By <laughs> Some, coming, somebody calling us hashtag Shady Sunday. <laughs> by uh, by coming into the the quarter main mansion and calling Ned Ted. You know, it's like, I know you guys don't really like each other, but if you really want to try to start this off on the best foot, at least... Call somebody by the right name. Yeah, like, what I, is that? Yeah, why, why antagonize right off the just bat? Just shady boots. Why? Ugh. Why? And then him just like... Following them right there to the photos of Santa. I know, and what's even what's even more annoying about him is uh, not about him, but what's even more annoying is the fact that Alexis is like looking at him with puppy dog eyes from afar. I'm like Alexis, I'm gonna need you to get your life and move on with that other doctor, the one that's actually showing some interest and actually cares about your well being, the one who didn't lo- let you go down that road because he knew it would be bad for you. Yeah. How about you put all your energy in that direction and leave Ju- Julian is bad news. Well, and then also, I do like that Alexis, that any time that Julian shows up, she immediately assumes that he's following her. Right. Always. She's like, what are you doing here? Why are you following me? And he's like, I am not here to talk. I came to check on my kid. Like, get your life and get out of mine. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? Yes, Clinton Jones, she is weak. And she, they, again, they have punked her out, too. Because Alexis used to be a badass Alexis used to have no. Ooh, Alexis used to go in. Yeah, her and Diane, they would go in together, and they didn't punk Alexis out. Now the only lawyer that we have that has any balls is is Diane. Yeah, it's uh, and she has her moments. I I don't know why they want to keep dragging this Alexis Julian storyline out. It's just like let her move on. Let please let her move on. 
I think they're trying to find something for they're they're trying to find something for Nancy Grand to do because the the storyline on General Hospital oftentimes is so heavy toward the Corinthos family now. Now that we have a lack of Quartermains, it's always going toward the Corinthos family and it centers around Sonny and Carly all the time. That I think they're just trying to branch out and and let the storyline go to somebody else. But you know, sometimes it's hit and sometimes it's missed, and that's a big old miss with a big old M. Well, I, what I'd love to do is just like let's really dive in because I feel like they're just teasing us right now with the Nathan paternity storyline. Yeah, who's his real father? So let's dive into that. Get us get us more uh, Valentine and Alexis scenes together. Maybe have that happen. I mean, I like I like when Valentine is there. Yeah, because he's just like true to the core evil. But I feel like it's tough to have a, a Valentine and Alexis scene that is not antagonistic because as of right now, everybody believes that he's killed Nicholas. Even though I, I think, and many people in the chat. He did, been, didn't he? Yeah, but I think everybody agrees. Nicholas, he's still alive somewhere. I don't think Nicholas is still alive. You, don't th- you think he's dead and dead? Yeah, I think he's dead and done. Only until somebody comes, and only until the writers decide to bring him back or an actor <laughs> that played Nicholas says, hey, you know what? I could use a gig. I don't think Tyler Chris, well, I don't think Tyler Christopher going to be coming back to play Nicholas no time soon. But um, I definitely think he's one that they've killed off for sure. Like I would okay, let me put it this way. I would hate to see them bring Nicholas back and have it not be Tyler Christopher cuz I would be feeling some kind of way about that. <laughs> and I also would be like I'm gonna need for y'all to like it it just to me it just feels like it'd be beating a dead horse. I just I don't know. I don't know. And then what about what happened? They just they just Jeannie Francis this week all together. Did she go on a honeymoon or something? What's happening? Hey, maybe her and Kevin are you know like they're uh, yeah they're out doing something. Yeah, I wasn't feeling them anyway, so I didn't miss them. So that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like whatever. I, I mean, the only other bad thing about having Nicholas on, as much as he's a, a nice part of the canvas to have, they also did uh, to him where they uh, where they just gave him a constant stream of terrible girlfriends to be involved with, and they're always. Betraying him in some fashion. So whether because he it, was with Britt for a minute, wasn't with Britt, he? and then she did that thing with Spencer, and then it was Hayden, and then that was all manipulation. So I felt like he's always had this bad luck of uh, girls that he's been involved with. So except for Emily, yeah. I mean, Emily was the the one. You never been. I mean, I guess you're the love of your life. You're never able to find another one. But I'm just saying, it's also frustrating. Like every relationship, Jeannie is kind of has bust. Jeannie never has interesting on the show. You know, I mean, she. It was interesting when they brought her back. From you know, the attic. <laughs> Anything's more interesting. When than they that. brought her back from the attic, it was interesting because then you know uh, Anthony Geary was still there, and that other girl that was playing Lulu was still there, and Lucky was still there, and Nicholas, like the whole gang was still there. Now all of those people are gone. I feel like again, she's one of those characters that's kind of floundering, and they're trying to find something for her to do because she's an OGGHer. Well, I, I mean, they seem to have something going on there for a while where it was a whole big custody hearing coming up again. But that has been kind of just like kind of delayed. It's kind of faded off by this whole custody thing coming up again. So I don't know. I, I cannot wait to see what they're going to come up with next week. Oh, yeah. Because this week was like there's all these questions kind of lurking in the background, you know. So what's going to happen with Dr. Kim? What's going to happen with Drew? Is Drew going to find out if he can get his memory back? You know what I mean? Like, all of those things are kind of lurking in the background. And as we know on GH, they never tell you the next episode. You know this going to drag on until the new year or Very longer. <laughs> well, 
I, I feel like certainly with Jason coming back in, it's a nice big shot in the arm. It's always exciting when, they, when a beloved character comes back on canvas. It's like, man, a great stories. Got to keep watching. Then I think the big test is like, what happens after that big, huge initial storyline is over? And then yeah. you've moved on to like, what's next for Jason after he's figured out who did this for him and they've stopped him? And then what's the next storyline? I do have to say this. I was kind of annoyed that they they had Jason jump back into being like mob boss and force way too fast when he kicked down when him and Sonny went and kicked down Britt's door. I'm like, okay, right. So he found out two days ago that he's the real Jason Morgan. So he's just gonna go back to business as usual. Really, y'all? Well, I mean, he always thought he was a real Jason, and it's I'm, only been three I'm weeks for saying. him theoretically. In I'm his just head. saying. Do I? Do you think Lucky will come back? Yeah, Lucky coming back because Lucky don't have a job. Well, yeah, I mean Nashville's <laughs> being canceled. Uh, it's coming to its end. Lucky's so. coming back because they need some type of antagonistic twist for Liz's character. I just hope that uh, Jonathan Jackson has learned to grow uh, grow a beard better. Well, in his time away, <laughs> I can't stand uh, you right that now. Beard never came in. It was just always so patchy. It was like, man. Well, Ugh. not everybody can grow great facial hair like you, Frank. I'm just saying. This is all fake, guys. I <laughs> You don't understand. I get up an hour early than I'm supposed to just to apply all this. I can't do this with, without a lots of extensive application. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness. We're running out of time on the GH Report, Carla. Oh, wow. Really? Okay. Oh, my word. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this week's episode. But you know what? Uh, the fun doesn't stop here. You can like us on fi- get, like us on Facebook. Give us five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And thanks, everybody, for hopping in the chat. Thanks for Kelly for being uh, so speedy with the fingers. And being yes, our Kelly. First phone call for Carla here on the show. I know, right? Hey. Yes. But if you want to continue the conversation with us even after the show is over, Carla, where can they find you? You can find me across all social media platforms at The Curvy Critic. Holla at your girl. That's right. And yes, our Melvin fan, my my YouTube videos for uh, makeup, uh, beard makeup tutorials, are there? <laughs> they, they will be coming. I'll be releasing those uh, shortly. So yes, get ready. Get ready. You're welcome, Kelly. Thanks for the fun and calling in. We appreciate you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this episode of the GH Report. We'll be back one more time before the holiday break. That's right. Next Sunday will be uh, our, our, I guess, our like end of year finale. Yes, that'll That's be right. the last time you'll hear from us until 2018. Oh, do we end it on a cliffhanger? Who knows? I don't know. We'll see. Oh, somebody's <laughs> twins coming back. I can feel it already. Uh, until next week, folks. Uh, watch some GH. We'll see you next time. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs> from executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 